What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan James, welcome back. Today's topic is gonna be on success versus fulfillment. Can you really have both? And if so, how? How can you integrate these two aspects of life together so that you can become successful but also simultaneously be fulfilled. So if you're someone watching this right now and right now at this stage of your life, you value and you prioritize your success, you want more success in your life, or if you're someone that values and prioritizes your happiness, your fulfillment, you want more of that, then I think this video will provide a lot of benefit and value to you and be eye-opening because what we're gonna do is we're gonna explore the most important principles that determine someone's success and the most important principles that determine one's fulfillment. And we're gonna be looking at the conflict and the contrast that exists between both of these worlds. There's a bit of a paradox, and um, I wanna share with you how you can integrate those together in your life so that you can have the best of both. So first way to kick this off is I wanna define for you success. There's a few different definitions of success, but I wanna kinda lump them together so we have um, a similar context and understanding and a foundation for this video and the same thing for fulfillment as well. So first with success, uh, there's many different definitions of course, it's subjective, it's different for everybody, but I think most people would subscribe to success in our society as someone who's making a lot of money, someone who is maybe in the top 1% financially, the top 5% financially even, someone that maybe makes a great six-figure income or maybe millions of dollars or maybe billions of dollars. It depends on the individual. Um, but I think most people would agree and look at someone as successful as someone that has a lot of money. Maybe they've got a nice car, maybe they've got a great job, whatever it might be. But that's one definition of success. Another one is someone who is successful or at the top of their career or their business. They're the top uh, of their industry. Uh, maybe they, the company they work for, they're the CEO or have a high executive position in that. Many people would look at that person and say, wow, you're, you're successful. Uh, maybe someone who has built a great business and uh, the business provides a great product or service to the world. Um, they've got you know, a, a decent brand that they, that they built or a company that they built that many people would look at, wow, you built your own business from scratch. That's incredible, you're successful. Or it could be someone that has achieved success in education. Maybe they have their PhD or their master's and um, you know, people are very impressed by that. They're an expert, maybe a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever it is. They might not necessarily make a ton of money, but most people might 
agree that they're successful, they're at the top of what they do. Another definition of success, and this is one that I more subscribe to, is someone who lives life on their terms. It's not necessarily about how much money they have or how much they make, but someone who's just living life the way they want to live their life. You know, somebody that is doing what they love for a career or a business, even though other people might not perceive that as success, they're doing what they love and oftentimes maybe that person's got a better quality of life than the person that is making more money. Uh, or someone who you know, is taking care of their body, has a great relationship, has a great family, family life, um, has a great spiritual life, someone that is happy, someone that is fulfilled. Um, you can look at someone like that and some people might define success in that context and say, wow, that person's successful. Yes, they don't have billions of dollars, but they've got a great life. They're living life on their terms. And then another kind of definition of success is more achievement oriented. Someone that sets and achieves goals. Maybe they're an overachiever. They transform their body. They transform their relationship. They transform themselves. Um, someone who's an overachiever, many people would look at and say, wow, that person's successful. They're inspirational. Maybe they run marathons and triathlons and you know, uh, do these crazy sort of things and achieve these incredible goals that inspires, inspires others. Um, so that's kind of a few different definitions of success just so that we're on the same page. I, you know, you can kind of take any of those definitions, I think, uh, based on what I'll be describing in the rest of this. But when it comes to fulfillment, I want to try to define this for you. Um, one of the definitions I have is lasting happiness, satisfaction, and contentment in one's life. Um, the key word is lasting because I think a lot of people, they confuse pleasure, which is short-term, fleeting, and temporary, with happiness or fulfillment. There's many things that can give you pleasure in life. You can have a great meal. You can watch a great movie. You could make love. You can make a lot of money. You could buy you know, a cool car. You could buy a new pair of shoes, a new outfit, a new home. All these things, they give you a dopamine hit in the brain and you feel good, you feel great, you feel awesome. I'm sure you can all relate and uh, certain things you might have experienced in your life, whether it's even a new partner in your life, a new boyfriend, new, new girlfriend, it's exciting. You have this dopamine firing off, which is a neurotransmitter, um, which is the reward that oftentimes motivates us for our survival. It's part of the animal brain because anything that can enhance our chances of survival, whether that's through procreation or elevating our status, whatever it is, is going to give us a dopamine hit as a reward. But the challenge with that um, is that that is temporary and the dopamine wears off. And where it wears off, you have a dopamine withdrawal at this point. And then oftentimes that perpetuates a cycle of always pursuing and having more so that you're chasing that dopamine hit. It's essentially like an addiction in many ways. Uh, someone that drinks alcohol or uh, does drugs or spends time playing you know, addicted to video games or gambling or whatever it is, you get this high from that, okay, which a lot of people mistaken with happiness or fulfillment, but it's just sensory pleasure, pleasure in the body. It comes, it goes. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about happiness and fulfill fulfillment. It's something that's lasting and it's also something that's consistent in one's life. So, for example, um, I also define fulfillment as consistent joy. You know, every day you feel joy. That's a baseline emotional state and experience for you. Every day you just feel joyous about your life. You perceive and look at things from the level of consciousness of joy. 
So someone that's in the level of consciousness, let's say, of joy, they look at the world as a very joyful place. They um, see the beauty in things in the world. They appreciate things a little bit differently versus someone who's at a lower level of consciousness of, let's say, anger. They filter the world and perceive things that the world is an angry place. And uh, everything gets filtered through that. So joy, consistent joy, is something that's possible, even though I know many people might be skeptical of that. Um, I was too until I started studying people that are at the extreme of the spectrum of fulfillments and um, was able to not just witness but also learn from them and see how they're in a consistent state of joy. Um, they feel and experience the full spectrum of beautiful emotions in, in their life. Love, gratitude, peace of mind, uh, generosity, compassion. Um, uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about the principles of fulfillment and I'll give you some more examples of that. But they're, someone that is fulfilled, they don't suffer in their life or the suffering is at a minimum. And when I refer to suffering, what I'm talking about is experiencing negative and disempowering emotions. So suffering would be feeling angry, being annoyed, being impatient with something, feeling you know boredom and you just want to pull the hair out of your head, uh, feeling stress, anxiety, pressure, depression, guilt, shame, apathy, sadness. Um, all of these emotions is a form of suffering in one's life. Um, for some, it can be chronic. It could be uh, something that is consistent in their life and they always feel angry and frustrated and depressed or whatever it is. And for other people, it might just be temporary and momentary in their life and it's not their baseline by any means. But um, someone that prioritizes fulfillment wants to alleviate as much of that suffering as possible and experiencing more of the joy that is possible and available for them as well. Another definition is someone who just enjoys life fully to you know enjoys each moment of their life because um, an aspect of, of fulfillment is the recogn uh, the recognition that this moment you have is all you all you have in your life this moment is all there is and you want to enjoy each moment of your life as you experience this journey of life so that's another aspect of fulfillment and then also um, I also wrote down just in my notes experiencing po powerful positive emotions consistently you can't help but smile it's almost like every cell of your body is bursting in joy and you can't help but smile and feel good and feel this incredible bliss that's flowing within yourself and another definition is just peace of mind peace of mind there's a calmness in your mind it's not a lot of chaos and um, a, a, a lot of uh, conflicts and stresses and anxieties and worries and concerns your mind is free from that you have a peace of mind about yourself and I again understand that some people might object to this definition of fulfillment and even think that it's a pipe dream it's not possible it's not realistic and I want to push back on that because I don't believe that many people especially in a Western society have many models role models of people who are fulfilled and are living this and typically people that are living in this way of fulfillment are not public figures they're not you know people you're gonna find on YouTube usually or they don't even care to be in the spotlight um, but if you go really deep and especially study spirituality and uh, travel the world and you know go to different communities different parts of the world you start to open yourself up to see different models 
of, of uh, emotional states and levels of consciousness that do exist. And uh, obviously there's many books and resources that you can study if you go into that part of life and make it a study, you can discover what is truly possible in that realm. But I think a lot of people, they don't really understand what's possible when it comes to the levels of fulfillment that one can experience. Because the way that I view success and fulfillment is like a spectrum, okay? There's an extreme of success, there's also an extreme of fulfillment. And the extreme of success might be you know, the multi-billionaire, most famous person in the world, someone changing the world on a massive, massive scale. And the extreme of fulfillment might be like a Buddhist monk or a priest or someone who's maybe living off in a cave you know, somewhere who's enlightened or, some, or living at an ashram or whatever it is, but there's obviously extremes of that as well. I'm not saying that you need to be at either of those extremes because there are moderate levels of either success or fulfillment that you can also achieve. And we're gonna um, be discussing that, but I think it's important to understand it doesn't have to be at the extreme. I'm gonna be sharing with you different generalizations and pers uh, perspectives of success and fulfillment, which will be more extreme, but don't fall into the belief that you need to practice and go at the extreme of either fulfillment or success. You can have a great quality of life and based on what you determine um, on the spectrum with whatever you want. Another, I think, illusion, I think, with fulfillment that exists is people externalize their happiness. They make their happiness, their fulfillment, dependent on something outside of themselves. So that's the problem when, that comes when you make your happiness, fulfillment, dependent on how much money you make, how many followers that you have, uh, you know, what kind of car you drive, how many homes you have, um, you know, even your, your, you know, having an attractive partner, man, woman in your life, having a an amazing body and physique, when you make your happiness, your fulfillment based on something outside of yourself, then you don't have full control of your happiness because you don't have full control of all these things that are outside of you. If you lose your house, if you lose money, if something happens to your body, then you end up suffering as a result of it. So that's why a common saying in the self-development community, the spiritual community, is that happiness comes from inside. And it's the recognition that inside internal happiness is the sustainable happiness and fulfillment that you really want to cultivate and not have uh, situational and conditional happiness that's based on this, 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 and this happening in your life because when it doesn't happen, then you suffer and that's not good. That's not lasting and that's not consistent. Uh, another thing I'll also mention just on this definition of fulfillment because I wanna dispel some of the illusion I think people have a good measure that can help you determine the level of peace of mind and fulfillment that you have is go to an area or a room where you're by yourself, alone, sitting down, maybe meditating, but just be present for at least, let's say an hour, okay? One hour in a room by yourself with no stimulation, no technology, nothing to read, nothing to distract yourself or nothing to uh, you know, stimulate yourself and just be present with that moment for that hour and notice and observe what arises. Now, for a lot of people, what arises is boredom. It's an uncomfortable feeling. They feel like they're bored and they wanna change that because they don't like that feeling of boredom and so they wanna distract themselves, avoid it, you know, do something, be busy, be productive because they don't like that feeling that's arising. Or maybe 
this anxiety. Maybe your mind goes off and thinking about what you got to do tomorrow or next week or next month and you got to prepare for this and you're worrying about something that's coming in your life. Okay, or maybe you, or your mind goes to the past and thinks about something that happened in your life or some problem in your past that um, you know is producing a level of suffering for you, maybe making you angry or frustrated. Um, you might have some guilt or shame arise because maybe you're not, you know, you didn't eat well than you know yesterday, and you're beating yourself up for that. You know, there could be a whole range of things that you experience, and it's important to observe that because. Most people, that, that kind of reveals to you really how happy and how fulfilled and how much peace of mind that you have by doing that exercise because most people, they live their life distracting themselves and escaping and avoiding and suppressing and repressing all of these things that only arise when you're non-stimulated and you're just being and being present. A lot of people, that stuff surfaces and comes up that is suppressed. Whatever you swept under the rug and the carpet you know, there's only so much that you can put under there before it starts to creep up. And one way that people cope with that is by being busy and being productive and achieving things and being addicted to, you know, technology and all these different things, which masks, it gives them those dopamine hits. It gives them a sense of pleasure and happiness, I guess, but it's not real and lasting happiness. Real, the real and lasting happiness is where you can just be present for an hour or whatever and not, 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 there's nothing that's suppressed and repressed that is arising within you. You just feel peace. You feel calmness. You feel joy. You feel present in the moment and here and now. So that's maybe a goal that one can set and aspire to uh, getting to that point. But that's a bit of a test and that also helps you understand the difference between escapism, distraction, things that can give you pleasure but not real lasting sustainable happiness and fulfillment. Uh, okay, so let's now discuss the success principles and the fulfillment principles. Um, some of these you're going to find will be in conflict with one another. And these are generalizations, of course. There's no absolute truth to these. There's partial truths that you could pull and examples and exceptions that you can pull from everything that I'm going to share here. But uh, this will kind of give you a general idea, I think, and, and we're kind of also, again, talking more in the extremes of the spectrums. Okay, so first with success, uh, I think we could all agree, most people would agree that a core principle of success is being a hard worker, okay, hard work, which I never really liked the phrase hard work because it presupposes that work has to be hard, and maybe it doesn't. Maybe we can perceive work as easy. But nonetheless, typically, uh, many people in the pursuit of success, there's, there's things that you need to do as you're building a business, as you're striving to you know, get better at your career, as you're trying to get your education, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. There's typically periods of suffering that exist along that journey. Uh, an example would be maybe there's things that you don't want to do. You know, I know for me, building a business I don't really want to spend time doing accounting or the administrative work or there's certain responsibilities that you have though that come with if you want to be successful that you have to endure, maybe you have to tolerate. You know, maybe you're a public figure and there's criticism once in a while that you have to just tolerate and endure or there's uh, some stresses and some fires that you maybe have to put out in your life that you just accept and you tolerate it and you endure. 
Uh, maybe you're on you know, your vacation and you know, something urgent comes up related to your business or whatever it is that you have to prioritize and you know, work hard to do. But there's typically some levels of things that you don't want to do but you push yourself to do if you want to become successful in life. I'd also say that there's levels of sacrifice that exist uh, in, in to become successful because success is a future, uh, a future state. Uh, most people that are trying to become successful, they're willing to sacrifice the present moment, right? So for example, today, you could just you know, maybe sit around and watch Netflix and play video games and eat whatever you want and just enjoy yourself and enjoy this day but if you want to become successful, most people, they um, delay that gratification of things that would give them pleasure and instead, they're going to work from morning till night on their business or on their career to get further ahead because there'll be a future reward that's available for them and so they're willing to sacrifice the pleasures and the joys and what's available today in their life for something better in the future. So that's an important principle of success and it's how I created my success is having that willingness to sacrifice, having that willingness to always focus on where I'm going to be, excuse me, a year from now, 5, 10, 20 years from now. And uh you know, saving my money as an example and investing my money in things that, you know, I could spend my money on clothes and nice things, but I'm delaying that gratification to save and invest it so that it can grow into a greater reward in the future. So that's a very important principle of success. It's very useful for anyone that wants to achieve anything in their life. Um, so the, I guess the mindset of this is sacrifice today for tomorrow's betterment. Okay, you're living for tomorrow. Now, on the other hand, if I were to contrast that with fulfillment, one of the core principles of fulfillment is to live and enjoy and celebrate the present moment every day of your life because it's the realization that every moment of your life is precious. Every moment of your life is a gift. Our time on this planet is finite. We're not going to live forever. And we need to celebrate and cherish every single day. So the mindset that comes with fulfillment is live for today and tomorrow will take care of itself. You don't even know. Tomorrow's not even promised to you. You can get hit by a car tomorrow and drop dead. But to be fulfilled, you want to enjoy every moment of your life like it's the last. And just suck as much juice as you can out of that moment and celebrate it. So that's a, a more like a fulfillment type of principle that's in conflict with the one of success, which says to sacrifice today and endure today and whatever you got to do for your, you know, your betterment in your future. So which one is right and which one is wrong? Neither. I think both of these different mindsets and principles are appropriate and useful based on different stages and chapters of one's life based on certain contexts and also based on, um, you, you know, you can integrate them together to some extent, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay, another principle of success is one of change. Um, someone who is prioritizing their success and achievement, they want to make changes in their life. Maybe they're not happy or satisfied with something in their life, they want to make changes to make it better. So 
They want to change their body because they're not happy with their body. They want to change their finances because they're not happy or satisfied with their finances. They want to change their career because they don't love what they do and they want something better. They want to change, change and grow and transform maybe every aspect of their life. That's a really useful principle because it's one of the ways that you can alleviate your suffering in life. You know, if you have an addiction or a bad habit or negative thinking or whatever it is, having that mentality of, hey, I can change my life. I can learn from others, study from them, apply certain principles and make these changes in my life, then typically your life will get better and will grow and you can alleviate a lot of that suffering. So that's a, a core mindset, I think, of people that are successful and pursue success. They believe they can change um, and, and uh, they, they learn from others and they are inspired by others and they have an open mind and they're always pursuing more and growing and improving themselves in their life. Now on the other hand, an aspect and principle of fulfillment is someone who's just content with their life. Meaning they don't feel like they have anything that they need to or want to change. They're happy with their life, they're happy with who they are, they're happy with their body, they're happy with their finances, they're just happy with maybe everything in their life and don't really feel the need to change anything. They're just enjoying their life the way that it is. Now, I'm sure all of us can relate you know, to uh, knowing certain people, let's say, that when you get into personal development and you learn all these great things about how you can change your life and all these really inspiring principles and you share that with your friends and your family. And it's often met with resistance because they're like, oh, no, I'm good. That's not for me. I'm, I'm happy with my life the way it is. And you're like, no, don't you understand? You can become financially free. You can, you can transform your body. You can have an amazing relationship. And they're like, oh, no, I'm good. That's not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my life the way that it is. And it can be frustrating. You might even judge people like that thinking that you, know, you have a better way of living life than they do or they're not seeing things that you see. But you know, there's a level of satisfaction and contentness and, and even happiness that comes with that mentality of those people. Now, there are obviously circumstances where probably most of the time someone can say, oh, you know, my life is great the way it is. I'm good. Don't, you know, I don't want to change anything. But really, they might be saying that because they don't really want to confront their life. You know, they, have, they are suffering in their life, but they are afraid of um, living a, a different life and they don't really believe they can change, they don't believe things can get better, maybe they're skeptical of things or cynical of certain things, whatever it is. And so there's obviously people like that that might say that but not really be happy and content and satisfied in their life um, but they're just too afraid to, um, to feel inadequate and to look at their flaws and their shortcomings. It's very uncomfortable to do that. It takes a lot of courage to do that and to explore that. Um, but nonetheless, just the principle of just being content, satisfied, I don't need anything to change. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to fix because part of the change mentality is something's broken or something needs to be fixed and it presupposes that. And so that can be more of a scarcity mentality that things are not enough the way they are, that you are not enough the way that you are, that you feel inadequate versus being content and satisfied, someone that's living their life based on those principles they feel abundant, right? They feel like I've got everything I need in my life. I've got a great life. Like I don't need more. I don't need to change this or that. I'm just enjoying life the way that it is. So again, 
neither is better than the other, right or wrong. You know, uh, uh, the, both of them are incredibly useful. Having integration of both or maybe prioritizing and focusing on one more than the other can be useful, but I'm just kind of bringing to you the contrast that exists between success and fulfillment. Okay, let's move on to another one. Uh, a principle of success is efficiency. Getting as much done as possible. <laughs> you only have so much time in your life. Time is of the essence. You got to get as much done as you possibly can. There's only so many hours you have in the day. You have ambitious goals and dreams and desires. And the only way to make that happen is you got to get moving and take massive action. You need to, you know, plan out your whole day, you know, and have a schedule and have a to-do list of all the things that you need to do that day. And um, in order to get all those things done, you got to work fast. You know, speed of implementation is important. You can't just take your time with things. The sooner that you get this done and that done, the, move, the sooner that you can move on to the next project and the next opportunity, and you can achieve a lot more by being efficient. Um, versus a principle of fulfillment is slowing down, enjoying the moments, stopping to smell the roses, and being inefficient. In many ways. Now, what does this look like? I'll give you an example from my life. Uh, I remember for me, uh, you know, I went to an extreme, I'd say, of success and productivity and efficiency in these different principles. And uh, I remember for me, I just would take on the whole world, take on everything, and I had crazy goals and multiple businesses and all these things going on, you know, improving and trying to master every aspect of my life. And so, obviously, there's an overwhelming amount of things to do. You can't really get it all done in a day. Um, so this this constant process of trying to get more and more done as much as you possibly can. And so I remember for me, like I would have my whole day planned out, and I you know wake up, and I at this time the alarm goes off, and jump right into my my ritual, my routine. I'm doing this, 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 and this. And then you know I got to go to the gym. So I'm, I live downtown, so I'm like walking to the gym, but I'm trying to walk fast. You know I'm speed walking to get there as soon as I can. Uh, I get to the gym, the person at the front desk says, hello, how's it going? I say hi and I just get to my workout. Um, I'm not there to mess around, I'm not there to have conversation, no distraction. I'm just there to get my workout in so I can get that done, go back home, get in front of my computer, open the inbox, all the different emails that have come in. There's a hundred emails, oh my gosh, you know, I gotta respond to all of these emails. And so, you know, someone might email me and there'll be like multiple paragraphs, a long in-depth email. And I'm like, man, I can't even read all of this. It's going to take me too much time. I need to skim through it and speed read it just to get the gist of it. And then when I respond back, it's just going to be try to be direct, concise, response, uh, you know, so that I can finish that email, move on to the next email, the next email, the next email. So it's trying to be as efficient as you can because the more efficient you are, the more you can get done. The more that you can get done, the more that you achieve and the more successful that one becomes. But on the other hand, what fulfillment looks like is slowing down. You're not trying to get through life. You're not trying to be a human doing. You're a human being. And so you're slowing down and enjoying every moment that's occurring and happening in your life. So, you know, uh, it, for me, it might look like if I'm going to the gym, I'm walking slowly and I'm enjoying the walk. You know, I'm, in, I'm not trying to get through the walk to get to a destination, I'm enjoying the journey. Because life is a journey, it's not a destination. So I'm going to enjoy the journey. I'm going to walk and you know listen to something that I enjoy and take in my environment and smile smile at people as I walk by, 
you know, when I get to the gym, the person says hello, I'll say, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? Are you having a good day so far? And I might even have a conversation with them, right? Because I, you want to take in that experience of connecting with someone and being present. Maybe they'll share it with you things that are going on in their life and you just sit and give them the gift of presence and connection and then you wish them a beautiful day then you have your workout and you really enjoy your workout you know and take your time and really feeling the muscle and focusing on your breath and it can be a very meditative process working out and then even if you have emails you know if I have my emails it might be slowing down to really appreciate what this person's took the time to write you know it might have taken them an hour to write this and so really being present with that and um, taking in and receiving what they're saying and then taking the time to maybe even think about what I should say and writing maybe a more in-depth or something that might be more appropriate or more uh, generous, I guess, or giving to that person and really enjoying that experience and that brief connection that you're having with that person maybe over you know, email. So that's kind of an example of how those look different. You know, one of them, you know, being efficient leads to more success and results in one's life. The other one is more enjoying your life and leads to more fulfillment. Okay, let's move on to another one. Another principle of success is thinking and strategizing. It's using the mind, which is also the ego. Uh, the ego is you. Okay, it's your beliefs and identity about you and who you are. And using the ego and the mind, well, we'll talk a little bit more about ego, but the mind and thinking is very useful for success because to become successful, you need to think and plan and strategize and anticipate problems and challenges that might be coming in the future that you need to prepare for, that you can prevent. Um, it helps you to solve problems. It helps you to make good decisions by being able to look at things from multiple uh, perspectives and weighing the pros and cons and be able to make the best decision possible. Um, so there's tremendous value if you want to become successful to use your mind and to think. Uh, a challenge that can come with that is overthinking. You know, you get so caught up in your head, analysis paralysis. You get overwhelmed, you feel more anxious and stressed because you're in your mind a lot. And uh, one uh, phrase and saying that I like is live in your head and you're dead. Live in your head and you're dead. Meaning when you're in your head and you're overthinking, you're, you're over consumed by your mind and you're not really experiencing. Okay, you're, you're um, you're, you're preoccupied with your thoughts and the future and the past and all these different things, but you're not really experiencing the here and now and the present moment. So in a way, there's um, a deadness that comes, a numbness that comes by overly being in your head because you're not experiencing the moment, the emotions that are flowing through you. It's kind of like when you're thinking, it's like a lot of clouds in the sky. The sunlight is still there. The sun is there, but it's being masked by the clouds and when you let go of the thoughts, the clouds, then the sun shines and you experience um, all the gifts that the sun, the energy that it provides for you. So um, a principle of fulfillment is one of non-thinking and awareness. So it's having awareness of the mind 
okay, of the thoughts that are occurring, of the illusions that you, uh, most people are ignorant, ignorant towards um, and uh, being aware of what the mind does, the animal brain and how it will create fear and worry and things that are irrational. Having awareness of that, having awareness to see how the ego is working and uh, trying to convince you of something and just understanding the aspect of the mind I think is key and just having awareness to watch and observe it rather than trying to identify with these thoughts that are arising within you and practicing just letting go of thoughts and having a peace of mind, having a calmness in your mind. That's what meditation helps you accomplish is to just observe and witness your thoughts as they come and they go like clouds in the sky and you see how impermanent they all are. They're transitory. They come, they go. No thought, no emotion lasts forever. Maybe, you know, it might last for a few minutes or a few hours, but it comes and it goes and you can watch and observe that and not be overly identified and judge and try to fix or change those thoughts. You just let it be. And so there's a calmness and a peace of mind, I guess, that comes with that. Okay, another principle of success is using the ego, being ego-driven, let's say. So, as I said, the ego is you. When you dissolve the ego, the ego creates separation between you, everyone else, everything around you. And when you can dissolve the ego, you feel a sense of oneness with everyone and everything around you. You feel connected to everything. But the ego, it runs off of desire. It always wants more. It's obsessive. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And it clings on to things. It oftentimes exaggerates the importance of things to make you believe this is essential for your survival. And uh, one phrase that I like from Wayne Dyer, he says that more is the mantra of the ego. When you're pursuing more, that's a mantra of the ego. Now, with the mentality of more and desire, the problem that comes with that is that you never are fully satisfied because you desire something and once you get it, the novelty of it wears off, you're no longer satisfied and so that you desire the next thing. You get that and the novelty will wear off. It might take a few minutes, a few days, a few weeks, or a few months, but eventually that, uh, that reward and that dopamine high that you're running out, it wears off, and then you desire the next thing. So desire and more is perpetual. It never ends. You're in a cycle. It's almost like you're a hamster on a wheel, like in the rat race, and you're just kind of chasing the cheese, you know, and you're just chasing after it again and again and again. You get it, but you're just always in that perpetual cycle. And so you never really get to have arrived. You're always chasing something in the future rather than just arriving and um, being content and being satisfied. Desire um, and the more mentality also can presuppose a level of lack, like something is missing or lacking in your life. And... Um, uh, it always makes you feel like you're not enough, as I described before. Um, part of the ego, too, is the ego compares to other people. And so 
when you're always comparing yourself to someone else, you'll always feel like you're not enough. You'll always feel inadequate on some level because there's always someone that has more money than you, that's more attractive than you, that's younger than you, that's in better shape than you. There's always someone that has more than you and you'll compare yourself to them and even though you might have a great life, when you're in your ego and you're comparing, then you feel like, uh, yeah, but you know, I don't have what that person has and you feel like you're not enough and you need to make more money and achieve more things and kind of get caught up in keeping up with the Joneses and that mentality, which is also a perpetual cycle because there will always be someone that has more than you <laughs> and uh, you'll feel insignificant um, as a result as long as you uh, stay in that mentality, I believe. Um, another aspect of ego is a level of attachment. Uh, you have an, a level of attachment to your success, money, your achievements, um, your credentials, your education, um, your identity that you formulated for yourself. These are all ego constructs that is who you are, right? We identify with all of these things. Now, again, as I said before, the challenge with that is if you ever experience a loss of money, or a loss of your identity, or something that's even a threat to it. Maybe you get some criticism, someone's attacking you, or maybe uh, something happens in the market that affects one of your investments, or maybe there's a problem in your business with one of your employees, or with the company that you're a part of. When you have attachments to these things, you end up suffering because when anything is a threat to that, or there's a loss, that's something that's outside of yourself, an external condition of your happiness and fulfillment, which uh, can collapse, can, it can really just collapse your identity and your beliefs and create a lot of fear in your life, like, you know, a uh, house of cards just crumbling down. So, not giving, I think a, a key aspect of fulfillment is not giving that power to anything outside of yourself and dissolving the ego and um, practicing what is known as non attachment. Non-attachment is different than detachment, which is important to understand the distinction. Detachment is when you're indifferent towards something. Okay, You're disassociated from it. You just put it off over there and detach from it. Non-attachment means that you can have it or not have it. Okay, So you're happy either way. Okay, I could have millions of dollars. I'm happy. But if I lose the millions of dollars, I'm still happy. You know, I can have a great car and I'm happy. But if I lose the car and don't have it, I'm still happy. You're, you're happy regardless. That's non-attachment to um, recognize that you can let you can let loose of the grip that you have on things. And even if you let something go and you're non-attached, it's still there. It's still there. And one mentality I've learned is more to be a steward, a stewardship of these things in your life. Meaning, you're just holding on to these material possessions in your life. They're not really yours. Uh, you can't take them with you when you die. And um, recognizing that eventually you need to let go of these attachments because you are going to die and people in your life will die and things like that will occur. Our life is temporary. Understanding that and letting go of those attachments can provide more freedom. It can provide more joy. Now, one um, comment that I want to make is the Buddha, he said that what leads to suffering is desire and attachment. But one thing I want to 
share that I've learned as I investigated this is he didn't mean all desire um, because you know you can have the desire to eat, the desire to uh, be enlightened or whatever it is. Um, what he really meant by that is when it comes to desire, it's the clinging and obsessiveness that one has to certain things, which is the cause of suffering. So I wanted to also clarify that. So the principle of fulfillment, as I described, is more of a place of less ego, um, being ego-less in uh, some regards. There's really not much of a desire for more because you're just, again, happy and content with the way things are, how things are in life. You have all that you need. And um, you might even see the hollowness that exists in materialism. You know, certain things that you once... um, you know, or even society values and puts on a pedestal, you kind of see it for what it is and you kind of feel that it's meaningless. It's really not as important as we make it to be. And uh, you have the recognition that it's all temporary. You can't take this with you when you die. What's the point of being the richest man or woman in the graveyard? Um, You know, uh, your money is probably going to be given away or inherited by your kids. And so there's the over-obsession and attachment to it at the cost of your fulfillment uh, can be problematic and you can realize that you need to let go of some of that attachment to it in order for you to be as fulfilled as you can be. Now, there are a few other principles, obviously, of success and fulfillment. Uh, We can go on and on and on. Um, Certain things that I've recognized of people that are the most fulfilled that I've studied are people that have a spiritual practice in their life. Uh, Doesn't matter what form of spirituality that might be. Uh, but usually, you know, what I found and learned, spirituality, different religions, there's a commonality on certain values that they promote, which are one of love, having kindness towards others, being generous, being humble, uh, having compassion for others, forgiving others. There's a lot of beautiful principles that spirituality promotes, and you can read about in scripture, you can, you know, find, uh, you know, figures like Jesus or whoever that can inspire us to live by these principles, to live by ethics and integrity and honesty and all these beautiful principles which can contribute to our level of fulfillment and happiness and joy. So I found that the happiest people, again, that I've been around and learned from, they typically have a spiritual practice. So that's another thing in common, um, which you can have, you know, whether you're successful or whether you're more focused on fulfillment. Now, a few notes I want to share that I think are important. One is that most of the Western society value success over fulfillment. That's not much surprise. Um, If you go to different parts of the world and you leave, for example, United States, uh, you can see the different values that exist in different cultures and different communities. Um, uh, You know, here in our Western society, it's all about, you know, being the most successful and people are celebrated for how much money they have or or things like that. People look up to people like that. Uh, For me, there was a stage in my life where I used to value my success and look up to people and be really inspired by them. But for me at this stage, I'm more inspired not by someone who has millions of dollars, but by someone who's happy, someone who is fulfilled because that's a lot more rare and harder to come across than a multimillionaire. Multimillionaires, billionaires, there's tons of them out there. There's a lot fewer, from my experience of seeking, 
uh, of people that are truly happy and truly fulfilled. So I'm more impressed by that. Or people that have a great balance in their life and a great family life and a great relationship and a great health and body. Those are things that I value more, that I am more inspired by. Um, there's a good documentary, I think it's called Where to Invade Next by Mike, Michael Moore. And it was pretty interesting because Michael Moore, he shows how things are in the United States, some of the, you know, the education system and the prison system and you know, corporate America and all that. And then he goes to other countries and he went to Europe, for example, to see how their values are different. So for example, um, you know, in the United States and Canada, certain countries, it's all about you know, getting good grades in school, you know, you've got to study hard and you've got to, you know, after school you go home, you have all this homework and tests that you've got to prepare and study for. And when he went to, um, I think, some of the Scandinavian countries, he started interviewing, I think, the teachers and the students. And they're like, we don't believe in giving kids homework after school because they're kids. They went to school for whatever, eight hours or however long they're there. Now, now it's important for them to go and enjoy being a kid and have fun with their friends rather than just give them more schoolwork to study and prepare because uh, that's an over obsession and valuing success more than one's fulfillment. Uh, another example of this, I think he went to Italy and he um, was interviewing, I think, the CEO of a car manufacturer, it might have been Ferrari or something. And he was asking, you know, how much vacation time do people get here? And it was an amount of time that's way greater than people in the United States. You know, in the United States, Based on your job, you might have a two-week vacation every year, maybe a, a month paid vacation. But in Europe, in certain parts of Europe at least, they'll get like two months vacation. Like it's, it's very different. They'll give them like the whole summer off because they value enjoying life more than just, you know, achieving as much as you possibly can. Now, yes, of course, a Western society, a certain culture and uh, nation like the United States has the greatest GDP and the biggest economy in the world and all of that, but it's also a country where there's incredible amount of obesity and depression and mental health problems and things that are more of an extreme, I think, as a result of that way of living in the U.S. that other countries don't have the same extent of. Um, Another example that I can give you is, uh, you know, I've been to, you know, I've spent time in Africa and Asia and pretty much all over. And uh, I've been in places of poverty and villages and whatnot. I've been able to see the level of happiness that exists with, for example, people that live in uh, Tanzania or Kenya or Ethiopia. And I've volunteered and I've built schools and houses in some of these places and lived like a local in these places places a bit too. And I've always been impressed and amazed by how happy they are and how much they value God. They value their family. They um, are just in a much more beautiful place and happier in some regards, even in poverty and dealing with the challenges they deal with, they could be a lot happier than those that are a billionaire, you know, or a movie star who has it all, but is addicted to drugs and, um, you know, is in re you know rehab or going through those whole sort of problems. So it's quite interesting to explore different cultures and to learn from them and again, maybe integrate some things. You know, I know um, I, I'm half Greek. I've got family in Greece. And whenever I go there, I'm always impressed and notice the differences in how they live their life differently than those in the US or Canada. For example, um, I remember 
in some places I'd go, certain businesses would be closed on certain days out of the week. Like maybe on Sunday, certain businesses are closed. Or maybe the business, like a retail store is only open from this time to this time, but then they close for a couple hours in the day. And I was always thought, well, you know, the mindset in North America is like, why would you close your business? Like you want it open 20, you know, seven days a week for as long as you can, because that's more business, more money and more revenue that you're going to generate for that. But in some cultures like Greece, they value enjoying their life. And so they don't believe you're spending all your time just working. We want to give people time off. And yes, we'll make less money as a result of that, but our happiness is more important. Uh, Or even you might see people go to the beach more often and hang out at coffee shops and just really enjoy connecting with people and their community. And you can even study blue zones, which are uh, some studies that were done different parts of the world where people live longer. And uh, there's definitely principles that they live by of being in great communities and socializing and certain things, having less stress, where they're also a lot happier than other people in different parts of the world. And um, that also contributes to their longevity of how long that they live. So um, the Western society, Hollywood, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the news, like a lot of these things, they're going to really promote success and instill that as a value in the culture. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's great to become successful in life. Everyone should pursue that if that's what you desire. But... At some point, you also have to bring in the fulfillment and the happiness component because one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is that success without fulfillment is failure. There's plenty of examples of people throughout history that are very successful, have billions of dollars or millions of dollars and they're loved by the world and then they kill themselves. They kill themselves because they get addicted to drugs, because The cost of their success is they have so much responsibility. They're in the public spotlight. They're getting criticized all the time in in tabloids or whatever. They have all this pressure from their their, their agents and business managers and they have all these employees that they're responsible for. And all of these complexities, which can be very, very difficult for a human being to manage and can lead to a lot of stress and a lot of challenges. And, um, and, and that's where you see a lot of challenges that can occur in certain people. So I'll give you a few other examples of this too, things that I observe and think about. Um, for example, let's say a lawyer who makes a lot of money but is working like 15, hour, 15 hours a day. But, and they're stressed, obviously. You know, as a lawyer, they have taken on a lot and a lot is riding on them and they get paid well, yes. But they have a fear to let go of their career, even though they're miserable, even though they're stressed, even though they might have a heart attack. There's obviously people that are like that, but they're terrified to let go of that success and what they worked so hard for. And they went to university and invested all this money to become a lawyer, but they're miserable. They're not happy, but many people will stay in that position, in that job because they have an attachment to that success and that money and they'll live that way in spite of being miserable and sacrifice their happiness and their fulfillment. Other people, even though yes, they're making a lot of money, they're a lawyer, all this sort of stuff, they value their happiness, their fulfillment more, they'd be willing to leave that job 
and take another job where they make less but they have more balance in their life and therefore they're a lot happier. Another example can be a celebrity who's at the peak of their career but they're having mental health challenges and maybe addictions and uh, you know they're melting down and they're depressed and they have anxiety and things like that and um, obviously what could be creating that is their lifestyle and their career and you know being a celebrity and all the challenges that come with that um, but they're not willing to let that go. An example of this, there's a few examples I can give but one example is uh, Demi Lovato. Uh, she has a documentary or a series on, of her life. She's publicly known, she's you know dealt with addiction challenges, mental health challenges, uh, she's gone to rehab a few different times and uh, without a doubt she's amazing at what she does, incredibly talented, a very very successful woman, young as well um, but what I observe with her in her life and this is just my perspective based on what I'm seeing which is limited just through you know documentaries and things like that is <clears throat> it's very difficult to cope with that lifestyle. There's a lot of Yes, you know, people don't really feel sorry for celebrities and successful people because they have all this money and they live in nice homes and they have all these great perks and advantages and um, you know, people oftentimes might disregard some of the challenges that they're dealing with because they're not in poverty and, you know, lost their job and like dealing with some of the things that um, you know, other people can deal with, but without a doubt there are some challenges with being a celebrity. Some of which, again, being in the spotlight, and especially this day and age of social media, where you know you have, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you have people criticizing you and judging you and putting you down and all that that you have to deal with, which can be stressful. And then, of course, there's an abundance of opportunity. You know, people are offering you opportunities to go on tour where you can make a lot of money. There's interview opportunities to be on this talk show or that talk show. Um, you know, you have your business manager. And your agents and all these different people on your team that you're supporting and taking care of that you feel the responsibility for that you need to always make more money and all that so that you can provide for them and provide their livelihood and they're pushing you to take these opportunities even though you might be getting burnt out and exhausted and not taking care of yourself. You know, Justin Bieber's also been through this. Many examples of celebrities that you can see that have kind of burnt themselves out, but to have that awareness, what what my perspective of like a Demi Lovato is like, look, you've got money, success, you're set, you're good. Focus on your mental health. Get out of the spotlight for maybe a couple years. Focus on yourself. Um, don't you know have all these stress and responsibilities, and just try to be as happy as you can be, and do healing and all this sort of stuff that you need to do. And yes, she has done that with going to rehab and whatnot. But I've also seen this attachment and the fear that can exist. Where they're afraid of giving up their career. They're afraid, and they might say, Well, listen, I'm in this industry, the music business, it's a really tough business. If I go out of the spotlight, I'll be forgotten about. You know, so I can't do that. I need to always be relevant. I need to always put myself out there. I need to always be, you know, creating new music and trying to have that next hit. So they're very much attached to their success and they don't want to let that go. Or maybe they make a certain amount of money and it took them so much to get to this point that they don't want to see their income go down. And so they're very much attached to still maintaining that certain amount of money that they have. But again, if you're not happy and fulfilled, then what's all the money for? 
You know, what's the point of it all? You know, there's just so many examples of celebrities I can point to. There's people in business that I can point to. Um, that, you know, there's people like a Johnny Depp who's an incredible talent, and you know, I like um, his movies and his personality. A lot of things about him, but no doubt has a lot of personal challenges and addictions and mental health things and and traumas and all of that sort of stuff. And when I see someone like that continue to focus on making movies in their career, but neglecting really mastering themselves, in my opinion, sometimes I see that and I see a lack of prioritization and this attachment that's not allowing them to prioritize and value something that can give them more freedom and happiness and joy in their life. So that's my judgment of it, which might be totally inaccurate, but it's just my perception of what I see amongst some public figures that exist. And um, another example of the attachment of success and valuing that more than your fulfillment can be the business owner who sacrificed and worked so hard to get to a certain point, to make a certain amount of money, to build their audience and their following and their brand and all that sort of stuff, but they no longer enjoy what they do. They're no longer fulfilled by it. They don't have the passion for it anymore, but they're terrified to let that go because that's all they know. And that's their identity. Um, as a successful entrepreneur, and uh, they have a very hard time letting that go, even though they're not, they're not happy. And um, I see this also a lot with uh, people that struggle to retire. Excuse me. Uh, you know, when people struggle to retire, um, they have an attachment to their career, and they maybe worked forty years, and that's all they know. And they identify with it and everything. And so when you take that away from them and they just don't know how to exist and be and what to do uh, if they don't have that career or that identity. Uh, you see this a lot also in professional athletes, like basketball players, hockey players, football players. They have short careers and you know only a few players are superstars and have a really big brand that they can um, carry forward after their playing career and still make millions of dollars. But most professional athletes, they maybe they make a lot of money during their career, millions of dollars, but you know, maybe their career only lasts for five or six years and now they're in their thirties and um, now now they have to go out in the world and they're no longer a basketball player. But that was all they knew since they were a kid. They played basketball and that was what they did for a living. But now they can't do that anymore and they struggle with retiring and letting go of that identity of being a basketball player and all the money and everything that came with that to now just being more of a regular person. You know, Maybe they went to school, have a, a, a degree that they can use to get a job, but they're not gonna have that same, for most athletes, they're not gonna have the same notoriety and success and money and fame as when they were playing in a professional sports league. So there's challenges with that, which is all related to a level of attachment that can exist. And in many ways, uh, your success in life can be a trap. It could be a prison that you're now enslaved to. And in some cases, your success uh, can inhibit your freedom. Meaning, uh, you know, someone, for example, that makes a lot of money and they identify with that, that's their identity, a successful person doing whatever it is that they did. Now they struggle being anything other than that. You know, they struggle letting go of that and just maybe working in a nonprofit, you know, or maybe they want to work at Starbucks just for fun, you know, or whatever it is they want to do. Maybe they want to be a nomad, just travel around the world. 
but there's a struggle in making that transition because this was your identity, which now is something that you're enslaved to, and it's difficult for you to be anything outside of that. You know, or it's difficult to, you know, you have a lot of money and investments, but now you're a slave to that, and you always have to check on your investments, and you're worried about your investments, and the market goes up or down, and that affects how you feel about your investments. And so there's certain elements of that where it can actually enslave you in many ways, um, which is uh, why, you know, learning how to let go and learning about it, non-attachment can be really, really useful. So a few more things before we wrap up because I'm rambling right now. <laughs> the question you might ask is, can you really have both? And I believe the answer to that is yes. You can have both. You can have success. You can have fulfillment. Um, you know, we discussed the spectrum and the extremes, but there's different levels and moderation. I think you can integrate the two together. And there's a few different paths that I think one can take, things that I've observed. The first path is one where you prioritize your success. That's more important to you than your fulfillment. You are in the success mode, the overachievement mode. You're willing to sacrifice your time, pleasure. You know, your, your friends are inviting you to go, go to a party, but you say, no, I got to stay in. I got to work on my business. It's in that mentality of prioritizing success and even perhaps suffering and enduring and tolerating, tolerating what you have to go through for a period of time, not necessarily forever, but for maybe a couple years of your life or maybe a decade of your life. But that suffering and that process that you go through allows you to get to a place where you can then start to take your foot off the gas a little bit and work less and maybe retire a lot earlier or maybe live the four-hour workweek life, lifestyle or live off of your investments and your income and passive income and whatnot. But you can really enjoy your life at a later stage. That's kind of even the mentality of retirement, right? People, you're going to work 40 years. And when you're 65 years old, then you're going to retire. Then you're going to really enjoy your life and travel and do the things you want to do. So it's that kind of mentality um, that is one path that you can take. The second path, I'd say, is one where you try to balance both success and fulfillment. So you're, you're, maybe you're pursuing success, but at a slower pace. You're enjoying the journey of your success. You're enjoying what you do. You're taking your time a little bit more. But yes, you're still being productive and you're still achieving things and setting goals and making things happen, but not at the extreme level of sacrifice um, and hardship and pushing yourself to that extreme, uh, you're, you're making the journey a little bit more sustainable and more enjoyable. And obviously there's many people that do that, that love what they do for a living and it's their passion and it gives them a lot of pleasure and they're just really enjoying it. And yes, they make great money as well. So that's definitely a great possibility. And then um, the third path would be more of an emphasis and prioritization of fulfillment, making that more important than your success. Uh, and even maybe even going to an extreme to it, but I don't think, you know, the, the extreme of fulfillment, I think is something that a lot of people struggle wrapping their head around because the people that go in extreme might be a Buddhist monk, you know, who's a minimalist, giving up all physical possessions and, uh, you know, just basically meditating all day. So you don't necessarily have to go to that extreme, but you can focus on a lot of those principles more than your success. There's a lot of, for example communities that I've been to in different parts of the world where they value fulfillment more than success. Areas like that would be like in Bali, in Ubud. Um, there, there's a kind of like a spiritual conscious community there. You know, people that are into yoga and meditation and 
health conscious foods and things like that, um, you know, they value their fulfillment a lot more. Um, Byron Bay in Australia, I'd say is another place. Sedona, Arizona is another, another spot. Uh, parts of Costa Rica, Tulum, Mexico. There's, there's just certain places like that where there's like this spiritual conscious community of people. It's not about materialism. You're not going to see designer purses or luxury cars in these places. Um, but there's people that they, they, don't, they don't care about success and materialism that much. They, for example, I know people that they're a yoga teacher and they just travel around and they make, make enough money to support themselves doing yoga or they're an artist and they really love doing their art and they find ways just to make enough with their arts or with their music or whatever it is. And they're not so caught up in the success. They don't feel like they need much in their life to be happy. And they're just enjoying their life traveling around or living in these different communities and whatnot. And life is good. You know, life is good for them and they're enjoying their life. So that could be another uh, path that one could take where you just don't even care for success. You just decide, I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to love my life. My, my mom is an example of that. She's a really happy person. She's uh, in her 70s. She's not retired yet. She just loves what she does. She's um, a receptionist. She likes talking to people all day. And, but she's never, ever really had the desire to change her life, to make more money, to pursue success or anything like that. She's just enjoyed her life. She doesn't make much money or anything like that, but just makes enough to be able to live comfortably. And, and uh, she doesn't need much more than, than what she has. So um, there's people like that. Keep your eyes open for it just to observe and notice how they're living their life. And again, there's many different ways that one can live their life. I think there's different stages that we also go through too. We kind of evolve and mature through different stages. And there's a natural progression that does exist. So for example, when you're in school, in high school, for example, you value fun, you value friends, popularity, relationships, um, Maybe you also value your education, getting good grades. But there are certain things you value at that stage of your life. And then when you get into your 20s, you value you know, trying to figure out your career and your purpose in life. You value um, getting maybe a good education or kind of trying to make it and trying to make things happen in your life. Or maybe you value more fun, going out and partying and just enjoying, enjoying being in your 20s. And then typically as you get a little bit older, older, maybe more in your 30s, you start to value your career more. And you also then start to value having a partner in your life and getting married. And then maybe having a family and having kids. And then as you get older into your 40s, now you value working less and you want to spend more time with your family. You know, you want to enjoy the time that you have with them. Um, and then as you get older to retirement, you just want to enjoy the later years of your life and uh, do all the things that you've always wanted to do in your life so that you have no regrets. So there's a natural progression and stages that humans typically go through, although there's some people obviously that still remain obsessed with their career and neglect maybe their family and don't have a great relationship with their kids and they're just work, 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 work. There's people like that that don't really shift in values. And then obviously there are people that are very successful, billionaires, multimillionaires, who get to a certain point, realize they're not really happy, and then they decide to, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy my life. There's many entrepreneurs build a great company, they sell it, and then they just spend the next few years just enjoying that big win and that big success they had and they live a different quality of life. So there's many different paths and different ways you can take. What I want to invite you to do based on what I've shared today is for you to just have this awareness. Where are you right now? 
Are you more focused on prioritizing success or are you more focused on prioritizing fulfillment or do you feel like you want to integrate the two together and have a balance of both? Again, there's no right, there's no wrong. Everybody has a different vision for their life. Everyone wants different things um, and everyone's at different stages of their life. For me personally, as I've shared, I was in the success extreme for many years and that's now provided a luxury to focus more on my fulfillment because I don't have to work anymore. I've made more than enough money and got more than enough passive income and investments and all that sort of stuff. And I'm content with what I've achieved and what I've done and money that I've made that I understand not everyone's there yet, but I took that first path to go to that extreme to get to a point like this where I can now have a different level of freedom and focus on fulfillment. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to do that same path. You know, you can go a totally different path than I took and that's okay and that's beautiful. Um, but I do hope that everybody has the experience in their life eventually to be able to enjoy it and be fulfilled by it. From my experience is um, the transitions that I've made in my values because there was a time where my success was more important than fulfillment. I still valued fulfillment. I still valued and learned and studied and had practices for fulfillment but my success was more important. So any opportunity that would come along that could contribute more to my success, I would take it often at the expense of my fulfillment. It might create more stress and more uh, complexities to my life but I valued my success more than my fulfillment. For me now, it's like this. I still value success. You know, I still have an ego. I still have certain desires and certain attachments but it's just a lot less than what it was before and I value fulfillment a lot more and now that I've experienced this, it's very difficult to go back. I'd much rather continue down this path and just enjoy my life and have no regrets in my life and live it on my terms and um, that's just kind of where I'm at right now at this moment in time. So um, hopefully this video is interesting and insightful and um, can allow you to think about your life in a different way and the journey that you're on. Uh, I wish you the best in your journey and I thank you of course for your time listening, watching to what I've had to share and I look forward to sharing more. I'm probably, uh, you know, as I'm transitioning more to different stages of my life, what I share and the content and things I learn and do might be a little bit different than what it was before. So um, I look forward to sharing more of my journey and what I'm learning and uh, hopefully it can help you in your journey as well. So thank you so much. God bless you. Have an amazing rest of your day. If you enjoyed this video, of course, thumbs up and subscribe and comments, all that stuff is helpful. Uh, but have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in the next video. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.